0: welcome to another episode of pbl podcast also known as politics and brown liquor and as always i have my trusted canine woody here woody is a dog as you are all aware and because woody is a dog Woody cannot talk but if he could talk woody would be telling you to go over to our website the pbl podcast.com where you have all of our links to our social media platforms facebook instagram Twitter, and of course, TikTok, as long as it's still on, we're still putting out TikTok videos and our YouTube channel. Please do check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe, 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 because what I'm doing on YouTube is I'm putting out different content. So check me out there. It's going to be different than the audio content that you are listening here, trying to have a little more fun, if you will. So again, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And if Woody could talk, Woody would be telling you again to go to the pblpodcast.com and check out all our media platforms, as well as all of our back catalog of shows. All right, we got a lot to go over on this show today. There's, you know, every weekend, you just got so much stuff. So we've got the DNC convention starting today. This is a Monday. Aren't you excited? Yeah, neither am I. Um, typical, typical weekend across our major U.S. cities that are ran by leftists. Yes, that means people who got shot. And of course, I'm going to give you a story that I, I got today that, basically tells you you know the media is not being honest with you you know that already but we're going to go over some bullet points on there and then our latest hoax this is recorded on a monday and untypically recorded conspiracy monday so the latest conspiracy coming from the left is uh, postal service mail-in ballots hoax. It is a conspiracy. And I'm going to lay all that out for you, as well as what's really happened between us and China. And I'm going to end it with some identity politics, yet another leftist stealing identity. But as I mentioned, and I know you're excited about this. No, you're not. But the Democrats have announced highlights from the opening night of the 2020 democrat national convention woohoo uniting america their theme for monday night by the way is we the people and there are some real gems in here so the theme of mondays this is from their website the theme of monday's program is we the people america is facing a series of monumental challenges as the covid 19 pandemic continues its rampage tens of millions of people are out of work and our nation confronts a legacy of racial injustice that has marginalized two too many but as we have learned throughout our history when we stand united we can overcome anything i guess that we as the democrats not really americans just the democrats because this is at the democrat national committee convention um, but yep it's all about race race and then race some more you know i've been doing um a, a wednesday show where i highlight president trump's accomplishments and he's done so much for the black community but yet Yet the Democrats want to continue this nonsense that he's racist and that we're a racist country. But hey, you know, they got to do them because that's who they are. With their Democrat National Convention on Monday is we the people. Uh, Introduction will be from Eva Longaria. Why not have a highly paid Hollywood actress do the introduction to their first opening night titled we the people you couldn't have asked for a better person a an elite high hollywood actress obviously lots of money in her pockets we the people because she represents the people she represents everything so then they've got they're going to do a pledge of allegiance i was really surprised to read that but they're actually going to do the pledge of allegiance that Kind of surprised me. I know. Then the next segment's We the People Demanding Racial
1: Justice.
0: Bum bum bum. And it's gonna have ending remarks by none other than the honorable James Clyburn. What? What James Clyburn? Wait a minute, let me clearly this is not the right segment. No, that segment's titled We the People Demanding Racial Justice. So the the House Democrat whip, who's old as dirt, James Clyburn who's also a white man, is going to give the remarks for the segment titled We the People Demanding Racial Justice. You can't make this stuff up. The next segment, we the people helping each other through COVID-19. We got two governors on this one that are going to speak. The Honorable Really, the Honorable Andrew Cuomo, Governor of New York, is going to speak on the topic or the segment titled "We the People, Helping Each Other Through COVID-19." I wonder if they're going to maybe have some mock mock-ups on stage where uh, Cuomo shuffles them into a nursing home to die. No, no, probably not. And then you got also remarks, closing remarks from the Honorable. Gretchen Whitmere, governor of Michigan. Again, this one's titled We the People Helping Each Other Through COVID-19. So you got Cuomo, who had some of the worst cases up there in New York, you know, when it first broke out. I mean, they were just, I mean, it was just unbelievable how many cases, the majority of all the cases out of New York, right? He sent all those people to their death and then, uh, by sending them to nursing homes and put tons and tons more people at risk. You got that governor and then Whitmer, Whitmer speaking. She's the one member that wouldn't allow people to buy seeds for planting because somehow it was dangerous. These two governors who the left just rallied behind thinking they were COVID-19 heroes uh, are going to be heading, we the people, helping each other through COVID-19. That should be fun. Uh, the next segment, we the people putting country over party. Uh-oh, wait for it. This is where we got the Honorable John Kasich talking. You know, the Republican, or is that Republican in any moment? Anyway, former, former, I like to say that when I talk about John Kasich, former governor of the state of Ohio. Oh, that should be fun, right? I mean, Then you got Weg Whitman, Chris, Christine Whitman, no relation, but they're going to talk. Oh my gosh, you just can't make this stuff up. And then uh, let's see. Also in the segment titled "We, the People Putting Country Over Party," is Doug Jones from Alabama is going to speak. Now, if you don't know, Doug Jones is in a fight for his reelection over there in Alabama. Most likely, will not get reelected. And then you got it. Uh, if this is all by their um, agenda, you're going to have closing remarks by Amy Klobuchar. Oh, she should be fun. You know, that America's, you know, soccer mom telling everybody what to do. Karen Klobuchar, she's such a dynamic speaker as well, right? And then this is my favorite one. Though. This is my favorite. This segment's titled, We the People Recovering. The remarks <laughs> are from Bernie Sanders. This is when Bernie Sanders gets to talk under the segment, We the People Recovering. Oh you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> so, I mean, what are we recovering from, Bernie? Uh socialism? Uh, I don't know. That's what are we told we'll go look at uh, Venezuela and see if we can uh see if they're recovering yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the last segment, we the people rise and your keynote speaker Michelle Obama. You know, this is going to be an interesting convention in that one it's it's virtual Uh, it's not your typical convention you know conventions generally uh, are used to get a lot of excitement you know for the candidate you know they they're looking for a a post-election bounce in the polls or a convention post-convention bounce in the polls Uh, but this is going to be virtual and you know i'm sorry these aren't michelle obama is not a dynamic speaker She's actually a pretty boring speaker. You can agree with me, disagree with me. It doesn't matter. In my opinion, she's really boring. They're closing it just because of her pedigree, who she is. But and Bernie Sanders, he's going to point his finger at us and tell, me, tell us what we're doing wrong. Meg, uh, the, the was that governor of New York, I'm sorry, not New York, Gretchen Whitmer of um, Michigan, sorry. I mean, she just looks creepy she just looks creepy and you know i don't see a dynamic speaker in any of this bunch so this is going to be pretty interesting how are they going to get excitement with these speakers through a virtual they won't have the roar of the crowd so that's i may tune in just to see that but i'm predicting it's going to be oh so boring but you know the idea is to you know gin up uh excitement and interest in your candidate in this case joe biden right so you know it ends with joe biden accepting the nomination yada 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 so but and you know switching gears a little bit but staying on the topic of joe biden you know how the the left constantly is saying that we're the laughing stocks of the world that you know the world is looking at us because donald trump is a joke but what are they saying about biden i got a clip for you now it's there are three pundits, and this is from Sky News, um, and I, I, this is how, around the world, and I think this is Australia. This is what they are saying and having a conversation about Joe Biden. You know what? It's a conversation our news pundits should be having. These, this conversation should be happening here in America, but you don't see it on CBS, NBC, ABC, CNN, MSNBC. You don't even see this on Fox News for the most part. But this is the kind of conversation that they should be having here. But this is the kind of conversation that they're having around the globe, the other side of the globe. And this is how they view Joe Biden. Take a
2: listen. Guys, let's start with Joe Biden. The presumptive Democratic nominee was interviewed by CBS correspondent Errol Barnett this week. And when asked if he had taken a cognitive test, this was the response. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man.
0: That's like saying you, before you got in this program, you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Are are you a junkie?
2: (laughs) Straight to calling the black man a junkie. You thought that was bad? Next, he starts blathering on about Trump, not knowing the difference between animals, and it just gets worse from there. Have a look.
0: What do you say to President Trump who brags about his test and makes your mental state an issue for voters.
2: Well, if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Uh, it, it got considerably worse <laughs> fr- from there, Rowan. He was borderline <laughs> elder abuse. At the end of it, he was really struggling with his words and uh, I think we'll, bl- we'll play the full clip Sunday morning, but what do you make of it?
1: Yeah, well, he, he stumbled over the idea of his his cognitive test, his cognitive abilities test, so he tripped over that. He couldn't quite work that out. Uh, he was uh, mocking Donald Trump for admitting. So Donald Trump said, yeah, I took one of these uh, cognitive tests. So he mocked Donald Trump for doing that and then uh, fell all over the place uh, as he tried to A, describe the test and B, uh, his, how he would react doing a test. But, of course, let's not forget that Joe Biden... Uh, maybe he can tell uh, elephants from rhinos or from lions or whatever it is but he struggles to tell the difference between black children running their hands up and down his legs looking for blonde hairs and roaches uh, running around uh, the place which was one of his other famous uh, clips where he uh, wandered off into this bizarre surreal world that only Joe Biden seems to be capable of comprehending and uh, the uh, Republicans Rita must just be sitting there laughing at each step that this guy takes uh, anywhere near the White House because, honestly, the more people see of him, the more foolish he looks.
2: Mark, the the Biden gaffes don't end there. Here is his latest remarks about the African-American community that have been labelled blatantly racist. Have a look. By the way, what you all know, but most people don't know, Unlike the African American community, with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. Mark, how is he going to go in the debates? He's tried to clarify those comments, and it hasn't really got much better. But how is he going to cope when he doesn't have the auto cue, when he doesn't have all the aides around him, and he's actually got to debate Donald Trump?
1: Well, you know, COVID is his best campaign asset. Uh, because he can just say, oh, it's unsafe to go to the debate venue. I need to socially distance. I need stay in my basement and read out a script. So if you've got a, a candidate ordering on dementia, COVID at least allows you to hide the guy away. That's in the Democrat tactics uh, book for this presidential campaign. Uh, you wouldn't be surprised if he dodges the debate
2: uh, some COVID-related. Excuse, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of comedy about this, but the serious side is that for the first time in anyone's memory in American politics, I know they used to say this about Ronald Reagan, but it wasn't true. You'd have to say uh, Biden is at severe risk of just being incapacitated. Uh, What sort of decision-making prowess could he have in the White House? So all of that is pretty scary, no matter what say about Trump. He's uh, pretty alert and sharp in his own unique way this biden character i i find it scary okay guys that
0: is what the european media is saying about trump or, i'm sorry biden biden that's what they're saying this isn't it's obvious the cognitive decline in biden as we watch it and by the way i apologize for the audio issues in that last clip that was from there it's not not uh, mine but so you see somebody switched it and you can hear the guy clearly, but. It's obvious. I mean, it's painfully obvious. This isn't just some old man who's tired. This is a man whose cognitive abilities have been declining right before our eyes. You can go watch any video of Biden. I did earlier. I watched one of him with Jay Leno in Jay Leno's garage where Biden was going over. He's got a pretty nice car, a 1967 Stingray that was gifted to him by his dad. And uh, that caught my eye. So I wanted to see the clip. And you can clearly see Biden in, in more control of his faculties. This is, I think, three years ago than right now. So you could take any video clip and you could put it side by side. So what's it going to be like with the conventions that just started? We won't see Biden until the last day that's when the candidate comes out gives their acceptance speech you know blow kisses all that good stuff and he, he lucky for him as the pundit you just heard lucky for biden covid 19 hit because now he doesn't have to get in front of a large crowd he can literally do it virtually and take take after take after take until he gets it right in fact they're probably recording it right now Because they don't have to do it live. They'll tell you it's live, but they don't have to do it live. So the COVID thing is the best thing that ever hit for Biden. But this is what the European press are thinking about. Our presidential candidate for the Democrat ticket for president of the United States. Just wow. Just wow. So let's talk about um, typical weekends in our major cities. And I, I was really surprised by this headline this is from cnn they actually almost get it right shootings across u.s amid continued summer surge in gun violence this is cnn so uh let's see chicago and new york are among the number of cities that saw heightened levels of gun violence this weekend continuing a trend of increased violence over the past few months all right so far so good for cnn in chicago nearly 30 people were shot three people killed over the weekend That's kind of actually, I think it's lower than uh, Chicago's typical. So it's a better weekend for them. But check this out. Among those injured are a 12 year old boy, a 14 year old boy and two 16 year old boys in separate shooting incidences. One of the three people killed was an 18 year old man. Now I'm surprised CNN, T- identified him as a man being 18 you know the left are always trying to say 18 year olds are still children you know they still should be on their parents uh, insurance but i was that was the first thing that caught my mind i was like maybe they're getting this right a uh, police said the 12 year old boy was standing in a park with a group when he was shot in the leg around 8 p.m Friday and transported to the hospital in fair condition. Uh, Police, of course, are still looking for a a suspect. So that's Chicago. In New York, over 40 people were shot in a 48-hour period as of Sunday morning, the New York Police Department said. There were 20 victims as a result of 12 shooting incidences Friday and 23 victims as a result of 20 shooting incidences Saturday, according to data released by the New York Police Department. In the last three weeks, New York reported 70 people injured in 55 shooting incidences, according to New York Police Department data. In the same span, 14 people were victims of homicides, meaning they were killed. In the same week of 2019, 26 people were injured in shooting incidences, and seven were killed in homicides. So more than double, well, double, double the people killed, and more, more than double Well, about double people injured in shootings, so or more than double, seventy versus twenty-six. Sorry about that. So, so far, I'm like, wow, CNN's actually reporting this; they're getting it right. Uh, Increase in shootings across UN. So they go on to saying not just Chicago, New York, but other cities. So Chicago, New York, and other cities have been. Seen sharp increases in gun violence since late spring. From May to June 2020, homicides in 20 major U.S. cities increased by 37%. Wow. Led by Chicago, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee, according to new data from the nonpartisan Council on Criminal Justice think tank. All right, here's where CNN starts to go off the rails. The increase coincides with the end of pandemic-related shutdowns. All right, so they're saying it's because there were pandemic-related shutdowns. So they're blaming it on COVID. But the shutdowns, before they were blaming it on COVID because people were just angry, remember Keisha Lance Bottoms, mayor of Atlanta, was saying the increase in violence in her city is because people are locked up in their houses because of COVID-19 shutdowns. Now, CNN, the increases coincides with the end of pandemic-related shutdowns. So all those criminals were just in their house going, can't wait to get out. They were following the rules. Right, we believe that. Then they get out, blah, blah, blah. Then they go on to blame. Also, mass unemployment due to the pandemic. So now COVID-19 still at fault. And then this one, protests condemning police violence against black people. Let me read that one again. This is part of the reason that that increases in gun violence. Protests condemning police violence against Black people. They're labeling that as one of the reasons for the increase in shootings across America. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure that's making a lot of sense. So, people are protesting against police violence by shooting people hmm it goes on to say and the summer and the summer they blame it on the summer when crime annually increases okay i'll give them that but this is where they went completely off the rails completely off the rails so they're blaming covid and they're blaming the protests, condemning police violence against black people that somehow means they're shooting black people right because all these shootings majority of them are black on black crimes so the article goes on. Still, the incidents of gun violence are generally on par with crime statistics from earlier this decade and are well below the stunning highs of the 1990s. So, yeah, 20 years, 30 years ago. OK, we're, we're the same. So nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here, folks. So and it goes on. The article talk about other cities that have violence. Philadelphia, five people were shot Saturday night after police responded to a report of a person with a gun because that's how people are shot and discovered discovered a gathering of about 200 people. Hold on, hold on. Where's the social distancing to well, COVID-19 is the reason getting people together and they just shooting each other up. Uh, let's see in New Haven, Connecticut, six people were shot, including one fatally uh, late Saturday night, according to police. Hmm. And then Detroit, Detroit, four people were shot and wounded in Detroit I'm surprised it was only four people, by the way, in Detroit. In separate incidents Saturday night and early Sunday, Detroit police said, one of the victims is in critical condition, another is in serious condition. A fifth person was killed when a man intentionally rammed a car, police said, hitting a 58-year-old woman who was standing behind it. She died at the hospital. So it's not gun violence. So gun violence across America in our major cities is going through the roof. And what does CNN blame? COVID-19 and protests condemning police violence against black people. You know, they were doing so well up until that point. And then they went off the rails and they just can't help themselves. They just can't help themselves. And nowhere in the article, nowhere do they mention this whole mantra of defunding police. Bill de Blasio has committed to defunding his police department by $1 billion. The city of Seattle is defunding their police department that, so much so that the chief of police resigned over the, the budget cuts. So we see this in city after city. And I think it was Chicago they're talking about that there'll be a, um, a social worker will answer some of the 911 calls. None of that mentioned in the article. It's COVID-19 and the protest against police violence towards Black people. Oh, people, people, people. So, uh, you know, there's another article. This is from Front Page News. Headline, remember when the media was falsely claiming violence would stop once feds left Portland? Well, feds have left Portland, and guess what has not stopped? Well, the violence hasn't stopped. Uh, The article speaks shockingly it was all a bunch of propaganda and lies that the feds were causing the violence that basically what the left was saying is because of the presence of the federal officers or agents is why the violence was going up all right they're gone and the violence never stopped the 80th night of protest in portland against system systemic racism and police brutality started with a peaceful march through the Laurelhurst neighborhood so here, this is the article claiming, this is what the media claims is peaceful. The night started peacefully enough around 8 p.m. at Laurelhurst Park for a direct action march. The group grew as it reached the Multnomah County Sheriff's Office at Eberside Street and Northeast 4th Avenue. No cops, no KKK, no fascist USA, the group chanted as it arrived. Many were dressed in black. Hmm, there's a group called Antifa that wears black. Hmm, some were holding large yellow shields with the image of black fists indicative of the Black Lives Matters movement. So it goes on to talk about all the violence that happened in Portland. The feds have pulled out. The violence has stayed. If you just do a search, google i'm using duck, duck Go, by the way right now i'm finding way more information on duck, duck not a plug um not a paid plug but a plug and i put in shootings this past weekend dc officials condemn horrific mass shootings these are all the headlines that pop up images for mass shootings there's a bunch of them. u.s violence surge continues with grim shooting at least 25 people were shot in philly last weekend man nab for obx shooting uh i mean it goes on and on and on the violence is just amazing that's happening and what does cnn call it what does cnn blame oh cnn is blaming this on covid and the protest protest condemning police violence against black people we all know that's not the real reason all right when we come back i want to uh, the headline that we're going to go over, the media are dangerously misleading the electric. And then we're going to get into this hoax that is the Postal Service. The a couple other points to talk to you guys after the break. Enjoy the ad. Enjoy the music. Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. So go to ballot ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on the stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choice to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. So make sure you are ready and you vote and you vote in form. So visit go to ballot.org, enter your address make sure that you vote and vote informed
3: welcome to politics
0: and brown liquor all right welcome to the second segment of the pdl podcast politics and brown liquor that was my son ethan giving the call out and of course i got woody here and woody remember woody's a dog and if woody could talk but he can't because he's a dog he'd tell you head over head over to our website, the Pblpodcast.com, Click on our YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. All right, let's get going. Let's keep this going. I, the, the headline that I teased you with, the media are dangerously misleading the electric. We all know that. But let me, what this article does, and this is in American Thinker by Andrea Wittberg, uh, just lays it out of really how awful The media is i mean i've been saying this for a long time the media our mainstream media are completely useless if they reported the news reported facts biden wouldn't have a chance no democrat would have a chance but because the media is in the pockets of the democrat party we have to put up with this. We have to find the source, our inf- source, our information ourselves. So what Andrea goes on, it's just, she was talking about this on Saturday night, President Trump, who has the amazing vitality of an Energizer bunny, held one of his many pref- co- press conferences. You know, this is something the left, the media, I say the same thing, I repeat myself, doesn't do, is report a a <clears throat> All right, welcome to the second segment of the PBL Podcast, also known as Politics and Brown Liquor. And that was my son, Ethan, giving a call out for the show. And of course, I've got Woody here with me. And Woody, as you know, if he, were, if he could talk, but he can't because he's a dog, he'd be telling you to go over to our website, thepblpodcast.com. All of our show notes are there. All of our media, social media links are there. And he would tell you specifically to click on that YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. So we are on our way to going towards a thousand subscribers. Hey, we just started it. I mean, I had the YouTube for a little while, but now I'm starting to do some stuff with it, putting some additional content, some short videos, Videos, so, please go check them out. And again, as Woody has asked, and he's a nice dog, you don't want to not do what a nice dog asks. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. All right, this is an article from The American Thinker by Andrea Widberg. And now, Andrea does a really good job at telling us what we already know that the US media, our mainstream media, are absolutely worthless. The clip I played for you in the first segment was from an Australian uh, show. These pundits were talking about Joe Biden. It's what our media should be doing. The first line or the opening line in this article, on Saturday night, President Trump, who has an amazing vitality uh, of an Energizer bunny, held one of his many press conferences. This is something that Joe Biden does not do. He does not hold very many press conferences. He doesn't come out of his basement. And he reads from notes but you don't hear that from the mainstream media. They just nod their head and go blah blah blah. Yeah, Biden's our guy. So, uh, Andre goes on, I happened to catch this one and it was and it was stunned. Although my job means that I consume an unusually high amount of media output, I was aware of many, I was unaware of many of the facts he stated. So the media will not cover any news that might be favorable to this administration. Andrea is telling us something we already know. So as a result, uh, she has included a couple of videos here, which I'm not going to play, uh, but, but I, I'm going to leave this at the show notes, so please go check out this article. It's a fantastic article. Uh, to, make, uh, to make the point, Americans are staggeringly uninformed and misinformed, and they are. So here are the bullets. In the first few minutes, Before he took questions, President Trump informed the media of these facts. These are all bullets in Andrea's article. 85% of reporting jurisdictions report a steep decline in Wuhan virus cases. Despite almost 70 million tests, this number of tests is greater than those administered in all of Europe combined. Did you know that? 85% reporting a steep decline in the Wuhan virus nationwide cases declined by six percent test positivity is 6.5 percent which is a 71 percent reduction from April and a 15 percent reduction from mid-July we're not hearing that from our mainstream media are we Hospitalizations have been halved since April. Nursing home and long-term care facilities have 1% of the U.S. population, but account for almost 50% of fatalities. Retail spending is at an all-time high with auto production alone surging 28%. The stock market is peaking again and the NASDAQ is at an all-time high. China is struggling and has been buying massive amounts of corn, soybeans, and cattle from America. We don't hear that in the news, do we? The administration continues to cut regulations, which is one of the things I love about President Trump is all his deregulations. Small small business optimism is higher than at any month in the Obama administration. America has ran on small businesses. Let me repeat this one. Small business optimism is higher than at any month. In the Obama administration, industrial production is increasing at the fastest rate ever recorded. That's all in the first few minutes of Trump speaking before he took questions. And do you think that this media, our media, cared about any of that? Of course not. The media just don't, doesn't care about you, the media doesn't care about America. What the media cares about is getting Democrats in power why i mean you know a lot of people ask that question why 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 are the media like this why is it all about getting democrats back in power or getting them more power well you have to look at it the the people that are reporting the news they came out of journalism school they were educated by professors that are indoctrinating them into leftist behaviors and mindsets, communism, socialism, whatever you want to call it. So they go to these schools and then all of a sudden they're hearing all this from their professors and, you know, they're spinning it. But here's why I believe, I saw this years and years ago, is the number one reason that people go into journalism is because they want to change the world. So think about that. Why would that turn them into a leftist? Why would that make them leftists? One, they're leftists going in, but they want to change the world. So they believe through their reporting, they can skew opinion. If you want to change the world, you want to change the world. You you want it in your way, your ideals, how you think. So you become a journalist, you start writing in that manner, how you think, because you think this way is right. They truly believe in these policies the left propagates because, oh, it helps the poor, 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 poor poor people. Well, all it does is hurt them, but they can't see that because, you know, journalists just aren't that bright. They report a narrative that every one of them reports the same narrative. They're like, they walk lockstep together in their reporting because they're just not bright enough to use reason and logic to figure out, wait a minute, these things may be bad. But they don't think like that. They think that government is the solution and that nobody should be poor. So we should have more government programs to prevent people from being poor, but it's never worked. Lyndon Johnson's Great Society was all about. Lowering the poverty rate, and it stayed stagnant ever since he's implemented the great society policies, which is welfare. It's decimated the black community, but yet our media are so lockstep in with the Democrats because that's who they are. They're they're like the Democrats. The left in this country are more socialist, communists than I've ever seen in my lifetime. Now it may have been uh, like this before my lifetime, but i've never seen it this bad and the left the democrat party is losing ground to the far left of their party the squads the aocs of the world if you will are getting more and more and more power as the days months and years go on and right now the democrats are in such a pickle that they they can't lose that base they can they cannot afford to upset that far left radical base because They need their votes and the media helps them along, helps them along. So the media rarely give reports uh, a story favorable to Trump. I mean, look at all those things I I do every Wednesday. I'm doing MAGA Wednesdays where I'm going over Trump's accomplishments. And I have a list of 125, 125 I'm working on. I've been through 80, but uh, it's just amazing what he has done as our president and the media is silent. 85% 85% of reporting jurisdictions report a steep decline in the Wuhan virus. Uh, you know, why don't you hear that? Nationwide cases decline by 6%. You know, people are scared, and our media doesn't report the facts. So let's segue to our media. If you go on ABC, CBS, NBC's news website, what do you see? If you go on CNN, MSNBC, well, what you see right now, pretty consistent. Here's uh, ABC. Postmaster General agrees to testify next week amid mail-in voter voting firestorm. Uh, CBS uh Biden uh, 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 Biden leads in CBS news poll ahead of DNC covid-19 concerns grow at schools colleges nothing in here about you know covid-19 finally you know easing down you you don't see that uh let's see here's over at NBC unconventionally democrats are apprehensive that's a really good story i'm going to get into in a minute too so NBC their, their main headlines are, let's see, Bernie. It's all about the convention, which, you know, it's big news, I guess. People are going to want to read or hear about the convention. But let's see, Bernie and Michelle, Bernie, Michelle, and a former GOP governor. Uh, Death Valley hits record breaking 130. I'm like, two men be charged in 2002 killing a hip hop legend, Jan Master J. I don't see anything about. The world's trying to warn us about COVID-19 in winter. We're just not listening. Nope, nothing here. How we've seen decreases in numbers. Let's see, CNN, COVID-19 is now the number three cause of death in the U.S. Nope, nothing about, got a lot of voter. Uh, let's see, voters in North Carolina get absentee ballot request forms with Trump's face on them. Big deal. CNN poll polls, Biden holds a nine-point lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, of course, CNN internal usps documents raise questions about effectiveness of sorting machines removal order so you see it time and time and time and time and time again it's they're lemmings they're lockstep lemmings right now the big hoax is the mail-in voting so here's what the stories are saying about this, all the the leftist media, because that's what they are. They are leftist media. They're basically saying that Trump says that he does not want mail-in voting. Uh, There are people out there that are just flat out, here is a leftist that I was speaking with online that just, I mean, it's amazing that how they just follow lockstep with what the media and the Democrats are saying. Here's his quote. Trump is on record to not wanting USPS to be able to deliver mail-in votes. No, Trump never said that. Trump never, ever said he did not want the United States Postal Service to be able to deliver in mail-in votes. Never once did he say that. Here's the hubbub about all of this. And the hubbub about all of this is that Trump is saying the Democrats want, say, $3 billion around roundabout to initiate mail-in votes. And Trump was basically saying it's going to take way more, I think $25 billion is the number they put out, to fix the problem. And then the Democrats are trying to say that Trump is is taking equipment away, taking mailboxes away. That's another one of their big hoax right now. They say in the mailbox, Trump is taking mailboxes away so people have a harder opportunity, a harder time to to send in their mail-in voting ballot. No, he's not. He's also not taking away machineries. This, what he's doing is what has been in plan for the post office for months, has nothing to do with the election. It's been something the post office has been struggling for years. We all know this, they do too, that financially the postal service has been losing money. It has just been gushing out money down a hole. And Trump, is a drain the swamp guy. He wants to fix it. He's he's on record of saying he wants to fix the post office. I mean, it's constitutionally mandated that we have a a mail service. So you can't just get rid of it. He can't get rid of it. But you got to fix it at some point. So it's not flushing billions upon billions upon billions of dollars down a hole every year. So Trump This is what he is. He's a business person and he's efficient. And so he's putting in practices and people to fix the post office. So the left is glomming onto this as if he's on record of not wanting the United States Postal Service from delivering mail-in ballots, which is absolute nonsense. Nonsense. It's just a lie, a flat out lie. He's never, ever said that. So. So what is the left doing now? So the left is trying, trying their level best to paint some kind of conspiracy here that Trump is trying to use the post office or his power over the post office, when we get into a sec, of not allowing mail-in ballots. Now, and it's just simply untrue. He's taken his quotes out of context. So here, here's, with this leftist poster that i was debating with it said trump said on fox morning with maria they need that money This is the left they need that money in order to have the post office work so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots he added if they don't get those two items that means you can't have universal mail-in voting because they're not equipped to have it now any logical thinking person will look at that quote and see that the post office, what Trump is saying is the post office is not set up for mail-in ballots, and they're not. I mean, this is all new, all recent, and people think at the flip of a switch, the post office can handle all this. Now, I've got a, I'm going to play a story for you in a minute here from CBS News. They did a test of ballots, they, and I'll share with you the results in this story in a minute, but think about this there is no constitutional mandate for elections of the president of the united states that's right it's not in the constitution what's in the constitution is that it's the states are the ones to figure out how they're going to hold their election for president of the united states it's not a federal function a federal role it's a state role states can do whatever they want to do as long as all parties agree to hold the election however they like to hold the election. Well, the Democrats aren't even talking about that. They're talking about this as if it's some kind of federal issue. It's not. It's a state-local issue. That's what's written in the Constitution. As the federal government does not outline how states are to hold their elections. That is up to each and every state. So what, you know, there are 26 states that are governed by Republican governors. So what if they all say, nope, we're not doing mail-in. Okay, they could do that. That's their constitutional right because the states have control over that. But you got the left trying to create an issue where there simply is not an issue. What Trump was talking about was talking about that they're not, the post office is not equipped to handle this. And any logical thinking person would agree with that. So I want to play this a uh, clip Um cbs um cbs news did this it's one of the local stations and it's powerful and it's telling they took well i'll tell you what i'm gonna they explain it in a clip it's um about three minutes long well worth the listen so here listen up
3: if you know how to mail a letter you already know how to mail in your vote uh, how you doing good okay. Thank you very much. but how long might it take for that vote to actually arrive and be counted you welcome. Have a good afternoon. we decided to test it sending a hundred mock ballots simulating hundred voters from locations all across Philadelphia to a P.O. box we set up to represent a local election office a couple of days later we mailed hundred more using the same size envelopes and the same class of mail as real ballots here to approximate the weight, we even folded mock votes into every one. In the following week, we checked our P.O. box for the results. Mail pickup notice. There's more. When we went to collect everything, though,
2: Anything back there for you?
3: nothing. No. Most of our votes seemed to be lost.
2: That's all I have back there right now. But that's not You're
3: nothing. short. You're totally short. I believe you. On the all right. Good. Have a good day. Okay, take care. We had to ask for a manager We're trying to do something about and and explain ourselves before someone finally found our votes. They had somewhere else. Okay, thank you. 1 2 We soon discovered another problem, missorted mail. Two pieces of it. We got a birthday card from Mike to Ronnie. Have a sweet b-day. Get it. There's a b on top. When the birthday greetings ended, 12, 13, we found a bigger issue. of our votes hadn't materialized after four days. And the batch we'd mailed a week prior, some of those were missing too. So of our 100 ballots, 97 arrived, which sounds pretty good, unless you consider the fact that that means three people who tried to vote by mail in our mock election were in fact disenfranchised by mail. In a close election, 3% could be pivotal, especially in what's expected to be a record year for mail-in voting.
2: We're gonna see somewhere between probably 80 and 100 million voters um, receiving their ballot that way.
3: The Postal Service says voters should mail their return ballots at least one week prior to the due date, but nearly half of all states still allow voters to request ballots less than a week before the election. So you can forgive the public for being a tad confused how long do you think the post office recommends about three days two to three days they're saying at least a week a week they're saying at least a week for your vote
0: i just don't trust the mail
2: that's true
3: you don't trust the mail either
2: well i just don't i would like to give especially during covid give them ample time to deliver it i don't trust it why not i don't know i'm scared that it might get lost in the mail i just want to make sure that my vote is submitted like i see that it's submitted that it actually counts
3: Tony DeCopel, CBS News, New York.
0: Yeah. So this was a local CBS station. So you didn't have the mainstream media, if you will, the the national news do this. 3%. Now, as he said in the um, piece, 3% may not seem like a lot, but you know what? 3% of our population is over 4 million votes. It, it would, now, where I break that down as the average, I went back and looked, the average um, number of people voting in presidential elections is about 165 million. You know, we're a country of uh, 340 million, I think, is some estimates I saw. So 3% of that 165 million is actually more than 4 million votes. 4 million votes. Now, now, and notice that they had to ask for the ballots. They had to actually ask for the ballots. They couldn't, none of the ballots were there. They had to actually go and ask for the ballots and they finally got them. They got zero until they actually asked for the ballots, zero. And then 3% were missing. And you don't think we're gonna have problems with a nationwide mail-in voting program? And the left keeps going on and on and there's no proof? Well, there's proof right here. Yeah, it's anecdotal, but they actually showed what, potentially is gonna happen. And the left goes on and on and on. And then the left says that President Trump wants to deny people from mail-in voting like he does because he sends in an absentee ballot. He's not denying anybody, everybody in this country, you, me, the president, the idiot leftist that says that can obtain an absentee ballot and mail it in. It's available to everyone, but no, not the left. The left have to go on and on and on and on. Orange man, bad, orange man, bad. It's to the point where it's just absolutely ridiculous. So this is this week. We've got still about three months left until the election. What's the next thing going to be? What's next? You know, I often am told, don't say that because you don't know what's going to happen. Well, this is going to blow up in their faces, just like everything blows up in their faces. This mail-in ballot nonsense is, you know, it's a state-by-state case. States take care of this. It's how states run their election for president of the United States is entirely and completely up to them. It is not up to President Trump. This is not his role. And that is mandated in the Constitution. So get over it, you leftists. You're gonna lose on this one. And he's not, not trying to prevent people from voting by mail by picking up mailbox. Here's a headline for you. This is from the Blaze uh, flashback. Thousands of USPS mailboxes removed during Obama-Biden administration. The sub-headline, there was the time Obama said it's the post office that's always having problems. Now I get, i know what some leftists could say. Well, we didn't have COVID-19 then. We didn't have a pandemic. Wait a minute. If you go listen to Kamala Harris, who said that the Obama administration handled the Ob- Ebola pandemic better than Trump in the Wuhan virus pandemic. Of course, the Ebola pandemic was not a pandemic. But you can't have it both ways, leftists. You gotta—you ha- know—you just can't. I know the media will allow you to, but. You can't have it both ways. Now, this article in The Blaze, former, I'm going to read from it. Former President Barack Obama accused President Donald Trump of purposefully attempting to sabotage the U.S. Postal Service in an effort to alter the results of the 2020 presidential election. What we've seen in a way that is unique to modern political history is a president who is explicit in trying to discourage people from voting, Obama said during an appearance on his former campaign advisor, David Plouffe's podcast on Friday. What we've never seen before is a president say, I'm going to try to actively kneecap the Postal Service to encourage voting, and I will be explicit about the reasons I'm doing it. But he didn't say that. That never happened. Uh, Obama adds, that's sort of hurt, unheard of. Yeah, because Trump never said any of those things, and he never did anything like that. But yet, You've got the left, leftist nuts out there thinking when a truck picks up the office box that Trump is having ins- somehow instructing them to pick up all these postal boxes so he could prevent people from voting by mail when voting by mail is not even set up. It's just bizarre how the left is trying to spin this. And there are people that suck right into it, that buy it hook, line, and sinker. Now, fortunately, I don't believe that is a majority of people, and there's not enough to pull Biden over the finish line in the election, but there's enough of them that it could possibly get him over that line. I, I, and what I mean by that is it, it may not be the nut job leftists that believe it, but it could be some people that are on the left and vote Democrat, and they, they hear that story without researching it and start thinking, well, maybe it's true. I don't want that to happen. I mean that's just, just like bad. So I don't. I wouldn't want a president who's going to try to steal an election. Well, Trump is not trying to steal the election. Trump is not trying to manipulate mail in box, mail in ballots. Uh, mailboxes have been removed historically, consistently from areas where they're no longer in heavy use. It's a way to control the cost. And as we all know, the mailbox, the mail, the post office, is hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging money. So you had the Obama administration remove mailboxes and it, pra- that practice is going on through this administration as it'll go on through all administrations. It's just part of the process. And did you hear, uh, I think it was last week or maybe two weeks ago, Jamie Lee Curtis, what she tweeted. So I don't have it pulled up. So I'll paraphrase the best I can. She tweeted out that there's a red um, tow truck driven by a guy in a red cap that is towing a mail carrier truck. And she says, right out in broad daylight, they're doing it in front of our eyes. She was actually thinking, because it was a red truck, the tow truck, the guy was wearing a red cap, that it was a Trump person, literally kidnapping a mail truck, a delivery mail truck. They have completely gone off the rails, the left, completely, it's like, Trump has broke them. He has broke them in a way I never thought possible. And it's just amazing to watch. So it, so what you're going to hear is, here's what the left is going to be saying. The word sabotage is going to be used a lot. That's that's their word. That's their trigger word, sabotage. And you're going to be, Trump is screwing with the post office. He is sabotaging the post office. Here's a bunch of artists just did a, a you know, Trump, I put in Trump is not sabotaging the post office for a search engine and Trump, clearly I'm screwing with the post office. This is from vanity fair. Another bunch of lies. He's sabotage, 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 sabotage. Those are all that's four, four articles with the word sabotage destroys the post office. Sanders warns the Trump effort to destroy the post office. Another sabotage. Uh, So sabotage is the word du jour right now from the left with regard to Trump and the Postal Service. So he wants to sabotage the Postal Service. Just complete nonsense. Meanwhile, meanwhile, look at this headline. This is from Fox News. China's anti-Trump election meddling raises new alarm as DNI calls country biggest threat. China poses a greater national security threat to the US than any other nation, DNI says. So that's the director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, told Fox News that China poses a greater national security threat to the United States than any other nation, detailing a web of threats that include election influence and interference. So meanwhile, the left is going on and on about the Trump sabotaging the Postal Service. The Chinese are going to do what the left accused Russia of doing, which is meddling in our election. And Pelosi has already come out and said the Chinese want Biden." And she didn't mean that as a pejorative. She meant that as a good thing. So this is what's happening. The left is going to try to deflect and defer and try to get you to look over here when over here there's articles of how the Chinese are trying to impact influence our election. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen, this happens every election season. It has been happening for generations our enemies, China being one of them, uh, Russia being another, always, always meddle in our elections. And we have done so in theirs. This just happens. But to say that Trump is being controlled by the Russians is just stupid. You gotta have an IQ of like 32 to believe that. But yet over here, we got the Chinese, You know they're gonna do all their um, media manipulation and electronic manipulation. They've been doing it for years rather than our country pitting each other against each other to talk about the Chinese why, saying the left is the ones who are doing it or the right's doing it, we should come together and work against them to thwart their efforts to influence our election. But you can't have that in this country. We're too polarized. Meanwhile, this headline gets overlooked by our mainstream media, former FBI lawyer to plead guilty in Trump-Russia probe review. Attorney General Barr said the development would not be earth-shattering. So, you know, former FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith is expected to plead guilty Friday after admitting that he doctored a document used in the application process authorizing surveillance against a for a former Trump campaign ad, part of the first criminal case brought by U.S. Attorney General John Durham in his investigation examining the origins of the Russian probe. And Attorney General Barr saying the development will not be earth shattering because you're not going to hear about it. It's just not, it won't be covered all over the media. But you've got a lawyer pleading guilty for doctoring an application process, authorizing surveillance against Trump campaign ad. Who's meddling in our elections again? Uh, last story. Uh, look at this headline unbelievable and really go to the show notes and look up this story again you can get them on um, pbl the podcast.com. former florida dem leader accused of pretending to be asian now they got a picture and I, for the life of me can't tell if this is a male or female i believe it's a female but and because it's from the democrat women's club but Maybe, I'm going to read from the article because this is, this is just funny. Maybe we'll finally achieve that colorblind society with all the white people uh, w- when all the white people insist that they're members of minority groups. So the Democrat Women's Club of Upper Pinellas celebrated 75 years of giving Democratic women a voice, August 29th. The club is the oldest continually active Democrat women's club in the nation. Uh, during the celebration luncheon at the Royal Palms, August 29th, the woman honored its past leaders and its histories. So um, the club's influence extends beyond the borders of Pinellas County, said B.J. Starr, president from 2004 to 2005. So this person, B.J. Starr, current board member, B.J. Starr, uh, a current board member, identified herself as Asian American in campaign material, star born Barbara Bensick, had never identified herself as such in previous campaigns and list herself as white in voter registrations dating back to 1984. Multiple members said Starr had not identified herself as a woman of color in past conversations about race or attending special meetings designed for women of color in NOW. So this woman, and you got to see the picture, she's, she's a white woman, now all of a sudden identifying herself as Asian to help her leg up to win an election. And this is always the left that does this. I mean, Rachel was the one who is, she was the head of a chapter of an NAACP, claimed she was black when she was white. Sean King, he continues to claim he's black. We all know you're white, Sean, take the test. This woman claims now to be Asian because minority status in the left, for the left, gives you privileges. And, and they look at them as victims, the minorities. So they wanna identify with victims to give themselves status only on the left. And if you go to my, you gotta go to the website and look at the show notes and take a look at a picture of this woman. She, I don't know if she's purposely trying to look like this, but it's like one of those stereotype propaganda photos or cartoon pieces from World War II, how they painted the Japanese. And I, I won't describe it, but you gotta look at her face and it's just, oh my gosh. The left, people, the left, if we had a useful media in this country, none of this, none of this would be happening. Thank you for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast. As always, please check out our website, pblpodcast.com. Go to our YouTube link, go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I'm gonna start putting out unique content on there. And the more people we can subscribe, obviously it helps us in the algorithms and all that good stuff. So the pblpodcast.com. Again, thanks for listening to the show. Check out our back catalog. A lot of great stuff. Having a lot of fun doing this. And please, please, please email us. Let us know your thoughts about the show maybe some show topics, maybe some guests that you'd like to see, or if you'd like to be a guest yourself, it's the PBL podcast at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, everybody.